Welcome to another episode of Behind the Dreamers with the Starter Girls. I'm Jennifer Loading. And I'm Brianna Drellas. And we are talking to the achievers, the creators, the magic maker- makers, and the dreamers today. These are our friends. These are your friends. And they are living the extraordinary. Today's episode is brought to you by Walt Mills Photographer of Glad Models Agency. If you are here in the Dallas or surrounding area and looking for some photography work, check out Walt Mills. You can learn more about him and his work at photosbywalt.com. All right. We're super excited. We have a guest in the studio yes. today. Hooray. Yes. We have Rob here today. So let's tell our listeners a little bit about him and then we will get going on this show. Wonderful. All right. Rob Bliss is the founder and CEO of Smart Office USA, your one-stop shop for everything office technology and Purple Cow Branding, your partner for all things website, video production, branding, and social media. With almost 40 years of sales experience, Rob has knocked on over 25,000 doors, made over 50,000 phone calls, presented over 5,000 proposals, and sold millions of dollars in equipment sales. But his most prized accomplishments come from the relationships he's made over the years and the prospects and networkers who have become friends. As a Canadian native, Rob is passionate about Tim Hortons coffee, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the great sport of curling, which you got to tell me about that. He's an avid networker and reader with over 700 books in his library, which is open to anyone who would like to stop by, have a one-on-one, and get a free book. Book. So welcome to the show, Rob. We're thank excited you. to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is such an this awesome. This is that is such a cool bio. Is it not? Yes. It's, it's kind of fun. Five thousand. That's a lot of proposals. I know. Yes. I, well, I'm stuck on the twenty-five thousand doors and fifty. Well, I've been phone around. Calls. I've been around a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the the twenty-five thousand door thing. I mean, like that right there. That I've done calls. I've done cold calling and done sales. I've been in awesome. sales, but I've not knocked on doors. Well, back in the '80s, that when I first started in sales, that's all we had. We didn't have the internet back. Back then. True. And so that was really the number one way to get uh, generate new business is knock, knock, knock. Yeah. And really, you know what? To this day, great memories of that. And, you know, it's something that, I mean, I still love to do. Maybe not quite at that level. Right. But, you know, just going on and meeting people, I to me, it's more friendlier than picking up the phone, oh, sending yeah. an email and so on. But just, you know, why, and not many people cold call anymore. So right. it's a lot, you get better reception nowadays. So it's, it still is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, for those of you tuning in, you can't see Rob, but he has a button on his shirt that I says, I love thing. networking. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And that, this is obviously this bio says a lot about you yeah. but, uh, and oh, your love you. for networking and your love for people probably. Well, absolutely. You know, networking, you know, I'm in the fourth quarter of my career and it's a great opportunity for me now to give back to my community and networking. I'm just passionate about it. And I really feel like I'm still on my journey of learning to become a better networker. Mm. And I go at it every day and I want to help other people, you know, young people just graduating from college, people who have made that corporate transition and now have to network. Right. I really want to, uh, and I'm working on an online uh, course hmm. uh, about this, uh, which I hope to release uh, in the fall. Uh, but I think, you know, networking is such a fun way to grow your business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I met Rob at an event actually. And so it's interesting because I am a, I am a big networker too and I believe in it 100%. And I every, honestly, I'm like you. I would rather be face to face with somebody than have to pick up a phone. I hate the phone. I hate mm-hmm, the phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even with my family, like they're like, you don't call. And I'm like, I hate the phone. Like I just, I don't, I, I can't read people's body language on a phone call. Exactly. Like you could be telling me one thing and I need to see your face, Brianna. I need to see if what you're saying is matching your face. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you you know what I mean? I can't do that over a phone, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like you, I would rather be in meeting people, building relationships. 
than having to sit behind an email when you don't really understand the tone of voice or behind, behind a phone and can't read what they're yeah, saying to them. Absolutely. And again, yeah. like because people don't cold call really anymore, it, right. it, you, you, you know, the, the gatekeeper doesn't throw you out as much, yes. you know? Yes. And, it's, and again, the, the, uh, because not uh, a lot of people come by, it's like a friendly face walks in there and goes, oh, come on, talk to me. So yeah. it really is. It's it, it's. I think it's a prime time now to get back into cold calling door to door. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think the relational building is is important, and it's you know people try to build businesses and they won't take the time to build those, to do the networking and build the relationships, and then they want magical things to happen, and they don't really happen on surface level business. Right. You know. And, you know, and if you really think about it too, is that. You know, co-calling door to door really is no different than when you go to a networking yeah. event and you're meeting new people right. for the first time. Right. You're really doing the same thing. Meeting new people for the yeah. first time. So it, it's really, yeah. it's, that, it's that mindset. And so what I'm trying to do is help people change their networking mindset. Yeah. And, uh, and it's the way we approach uh, co-calling. That's so interesting you say that too, because I like talk about the first time I can tell you like where I went to my very first networking meeting. And I remember walking in and I was like, where's the bar? <laughs> like, seriously, where's the bar? Like I was so overwhelmed because I just didn't really like, it's not that I didn't really like meeting people. It was just awkward. It was kind of like, you know, like when you were a kid and you'd have those dances or whatever, and everybody would stand against the wall and you're like, who's going to, who's going to talk to whom, you know, or whatever, like who's going to make that first, you know? And so for a long time, when I would go networking, I would always have to feel like I needed a drink to get me through that. Now I don't really, I don't, I just go in and I'm like, eh, it might be a little weird if I don't know anybody, but my goal was always to go in and be like, I'm going to meet somebody new and who am I meeting today? You know, like what, what kind of value am I going to be able to add and what are they going to be able to add into my world, you know? So it's really nice. Yeah. Well, so. you know, something too, and that's a good point you brought up, uh, Jennifer, because what I've got, what I've got kind of a guy that help you prepared when you go to a networking meeting, because most times when we go to a networking meeting, it's like, you look at your watch, you go, yes. whoops, I got to go to that network. And, and you just, boom, you right. drive over there, rush in and kind of show up unprepared. Right. And in anything you're doing, if you're unprepared, you're not going to do a good job at it. And so I put this guide together to kind of psych yourself up and get ready and do your homework and see, you know, who the host of the event is, yeah. go onto their LinkedIn profile. You know, sometimes in a certain event, you might even want to bring the host a gift or something like that, thanking for the invite. There's lots of, things, lots of things that you can do to make yourself different, make yourself stand out. But being prepared again will give you the confidence to interact right. better at the event as well. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. We're going to yeah. be looking forward to that course. Nice. I like, kind of got that little all that in there. That's great. Right. So, no, and where, where can people find that guide? That's that's amazing. Well, uh, that's a free resource uh, on uh, purplecowbranding.com and on the okay. nav bar on the right-hand side, big old orange button that says free resources. That's good. And we've got about uh, 10 different resources up there to help you improve your networking skills. That's good because I, I know a lot of people it's struggle with that that whole networking thing, you know, and it doesn't Well, and people underestimate the power of networking and yeah. relationships, period. Well, uh, Brianna, you're so true there. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, my business last year, which, you know, of course, last year, the COVID thing and, and you know, people are just trying to survive, but my business grew last year and wow. I really, I, I owe it all to networking. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about your business a little bit. Smart Office USA. Tell us about that. When did this company come about? What brought you to this? Well, uh, Smart Office started 12 years ago um, and you know, we, uh, we deliver the number one VoIP phone system on the planet. Yeah. And uh, of course we compete against the big boys like Ring Central and Vonage and Nextiva. Uh, but I, I've been in the phone business. Uh, uh, that was my first sales job back in 1983. So okay. a long, yeah. long, long time ago. 
And um, I've, uh, I was very successful with a Fortune 500 company where I was the number one sales rep nationwide. Wow. Then I decided to go out on my own. Uh, so that was 1990. And I bought and sold a couple of companies uh, in that time period. And then I started Smart Office uh, 12 years ago, uh, where I com uh, combined the VoIP phone systems to internet, to IT support, IP cameras, and cabling. So now I'm kind of call myself the one-stop shop uh, for office technology. And my primary market is small business owners, you know, okay. probably, you know, like 30 to 40 uh, employees and less. Yeah. Wow. Great. Okay. Very That's good. Exciting. And then you've got the Purple Cow branding, which is another piece of this. You're yeah. Branding and social media. and Yeah. Purple Cow branding is uh, really, I'm very passionate about that right now. Uh, of course, I got the name Purple Cow from a New York Times bestseller, Purple Cow by Seth Godin, who's kind of my marketing hero. Um, a funny story there is uh, when I started the company a few years ago, um, I got an email uh, from Seth. Okay. And I was, before I even opened it up, I was thinking, oh my God, these are the lawyers. They're after me. I'm using the name Purple Cow. But it was a congratulations saying, hey, I really like the name of your company. Good luck. You know, call me anytime. And right there, he be instantly became my hero. Where a guy yes. where he could have like done something yeah. negatively. Wow. But, you know, so that was really, really cool. And I have a lot of Seth's books in Rob's library. Um, but I got um, motivated five, six years ago about that because I gained my passion for small business owners. And when I would sell them a phone system, then in getting to know them, they'd say, oh man, I just got ripped off from a digital marketing company with my mm. website. You know, uh, and the, the story that hit home was a very close friend of mine who is a local author as well, um, spent $7,000 to a, a company uh, on a marketing plan and he got not that he got no sales from it, he got no leads mm, from it. Yeah, so it was just wow. $7,000 down the toilet. And that's when I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to do something about that. And I formed, you know, Purple Cow Branding, where we help small business owners really by kind of doing DIY programs where we give them information where they can do it themselves so they can keep up uh, with it. Uh, but, you know, uh, and we're just really a kind of a tier one, a level one marketing agency where we can, it's geared for the small, you know, the startup, yeah. the small business. And once they get to a certain level, we can pass them on to a, gotcha. you know, a very a bigger firm, some that's more qualified. So we kind of know what our limitations are, but we can help the, the, the young startup or so on, keep their budget low, give them a quality product and help them and point them in the right direction. Which is Great. really good. He's got his niche down. Yes. I think it's so good because I think that's so important. So many times people have businesses. That's something that I had to really work on even most recently because I took, um, I went through one of our partners, One IE. They do, they're a nonprofit and they do basically a startup boot camp to help startup businesses really go from that startup process all the way to if they want to get acquisition at the end. And so I went through that, but I also have been working with an accelerator and for since I guess November. And that's been a lot of the, that we've been talking about is just really getting who is your, your market? Who are you trying to market to and stop trying to market to the masses? Because right. you can't, when you don't market to the masses, you're really not, you're just marketing to everybody and you're not getting in on it, you know, on, on who you really need to be helping. And so that's one of the things that I, as a business have been really working on is, and, and I finally got there, but who is my key person that I'm trying to work specifically with. So I think that's important. Yeah, it, it really is. I, I read a, a book a couple of years ago, super fans, mm. and I can't think of the guys. He's a big, like pod, he, he's that. a big yeah. po podcast guy. You know, one of those, the, the famous internet guys. Yeah. Uh, but his book about super fans is everybody sort of gets maybe discouraged in podcasting and so on because they think, 
I'll never be able to get 1 million followers. I'll right. never get 20 million views. And they get discouraged where the whole book was about, you only need a community of four or 500 people. Yes. Now right. that brings it down to the local level. Yes. To the, to the, just the normal average person. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it becomes realistic then. Mm -hmm. And cause we all know through friends and so on, four or 500 people. So really that would kind of really hit home to me saying, oh man, I don't have to do that big grandiose picture. Four or 500 people, I can work hard at that. Yeah, yeah. And well, and I think that's when you start getting into creating that community, you know, it's it's like when you're thinking about clients, it's much harder. And you know this from being in sales because I've been in sales many years. It's much harder to get new people than it is, you know, like you want to keep your people. Once you've got some, you got to hook them in. Once you've yeah. got them in, then your job is to keep them. So your emphasis in business should always be, we don't need a large quantity. Right. We want quality. So you get people in and you work to keep those people as clients. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest things that we discuss in our staff meetings is our value-added services, mm. how we can improve them, how we can keep on having new new ones. So um, again, we want to hold on to that valuable client. Yeah, so. this is good. Got a lot of good stuff in this. Good Couldn't stuff. More. Did you have a question? Well, yeah. So you've been networking, wor uh, working hard, doing sales for so many years. Did you ever get to a point where you we're like, oh, the sales stuff is just a lot. You know, a sales is difficult. It's a tough, especially going door to door for so many years. And and as you said, starting your own business. At what point did you, um, or was there ever a point where you were thinking, you know what, maybe, maybe this isn't for me anymore. Or maybe, you know, I need to switch careers sure. altogether. Right, right. That's a great question. And uh, you know what? Um, to be really honest about that, no, I've, I've never thought about giving up. And, and let me tell you, my story is one where I've had the ups and downs. I mean, I've had a lot of downs uh, where it would, you know, be discouraging to switch careers and, and so on. Or it's like when, when you go into sales and your mother says, when are you going to get a real job? Mm. <laughs> you, you know, uh, um, no, it's, it, it's, I think it's because of the, the, the competitive spirit within me. Mm. Um, you know, don't quit. You know, one of Winston Churchill's famous speeches where he said, never, never, never quit. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it was just, uh, I, I had, you know, I wanted, I, I wanted to have this company. I wanted to serve my, my customers. I wanted to give them the best service. And that's what kept me going mm. it, it is tr constantly improving and knowing I could do it. And the failures, again, is, you know, it's the whole thing of Abraham Lincoln. You know, he lost seven elections before he became, you know, president of the United States. And so we do, I think that's the journey. Uh, one of my favorite new quotes, even though it's an old quote, is uh, Teddy Roosevelt's In the Arena. A mm -hmm. man in the arena. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I just bought the, the quote and it's going up in my wall in a couple of days. And just to read that, it, it, you know, every day is so powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, there is, like you said, Brianna, I mean, sales is tough. Owning a business is tough. But, you, you know, it's, it's Simon Sinek's book, you know, Start With Why. If you start with why, then you'll know if you can be a, you know, uh, be a business owner and so on. Right. If you can't define that, then I would discourage people from owning their own business. Yeah. You've got to know your why and what you're passionate about. So he answered your question, what keeps him in the game? He kind of covered His that. His why. All, the why. Yeah, he kind of covered all. That's good. And I think that is so important. The why is. And, and you're right. Because, and you know what's interesting? Even sometimes when you're out networking 
and you talk to people that are, and you know, because you network like I do, and you'll talk to some people and they don't really even know why they're doing what they're doing. And you're like, why are you doing, like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Are you just mm -hmm. doing this because it's a check right. or yeah. I don't get it. You yeah. know, yeah. like you've got to, you've got to know that because there are days and like you, I think we all do, we all have, even when we say there are moments where we're like, ah, oh, I want to give it. We don't really in our mind know we're giving that up. We know really we're not right. going to do that because that's just not who we are as people, you know? But I think what pulls us back is we know why we're doing what we're doing mm -hmm. every day. We get mm -hmm. up and even though we've had a, I would sleep does the body good. Like you go to bed, you're in that frame, bad frame of mind. You get up and it's like a brand new day again, yeah. right? Like you got, it's all going to come out, you know? But I, I agree with you. I think that why is huge. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when, once you've got that, deep inside you, then that can overcome what yeah. you're, all those things that you're saying, Veronica. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why we like to ask that question. It's not even so much to say, you know, did, did you, cause we knew you, we know you're not, but it's like, what is it that keeps you going in there? And you kind of answered that for us. Yeah. So what what keeps that. you in the game? Yeah. Cause it, you're right. This entrepreneurial journey is challenging. And for people who are tuning in and they're either thinking about starting a business or they're in the midst of their business, you know, they I always say like, it's not for the faint of heart. Like no. this is not for everyone. So you have to really think about uh, if, if you have what it takes to right. kind of see the long, cause it's a long haul. It's a Ab long game. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you couldn't have said it better. Um, you know, one of the, one of the, probably the number one book I give away the most uh, in, in, in my library is the E-Myth. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, Michael Gerber is a New York times bestseller it's a great book. in the early you know, 2003, and it's the e revisited because his first book came out in the 80s or 90s or something. Yeah. But again, it's a nice business parable uh, about you know starting you know a frustrated business owner, and then the the consultant, the guide comes in and, and helps her, and it goes over the seven pillars of having a you know successful business. And pe but people have to understand there's there's a, really is a big difference by being skilled as I'm the greatest plumber. And why am I making this money for my business owner? I should start my own company. Mm. And what they realize that they're a great plumber, they're a, they're a technician. Do you have the entrepreneurial knowledge and spirit to be able to become a business owner? So right. it's a different job from being very good at your craft versus becoming a business owner, which is a different craft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a big struggle that entrepreneurs have. That we all There's a lot of entrepreneurs out. I think that's probably the number one thing that they have to learn is the skill set of becoming a business owner. And that's where the E-Myth Revisited comes in. And uh, to me, it's a great learning uh, lesson for them. It's an excellent book. And I love also how he talks about the worker, right? So it, as the business owner, you're the visionary. You need mm -hmm. to be spending time creating and and having a vision for your company and taking them there versus being the worker bee who right. is right. the the person who is cooking the burgers that, or right. you that's know right. exactly you can't be all of the things right you know and i love how how gerber talks about that um inside now when he does emith revisited does, is there another is it him that brings back revisited or was there another author that got involved i forgot no it's it's it is it's, yeah. it's okay. his book yeah, yeah it's i just this is a great book. If you haven't read it, I, Jennifer, I read it, but it's an excellent book. Yeah, no, I need to read that. But it's interesting that you say that because I, I think I shared that when I when I met you and when when I did that presentation that one of the things that drove me crazy in the space that I was in because I I came from the network marketing space and I have no I think network marketing is a great opportunity for a lot of people but one of the frustrations that I have or had a I'm 
still technically in some companies, but I'm talking, this is now 23 years that I've been in that world. Right. One of the frustrations that I had, and you touched upon this, was that people would come in with this idea of creating a business. They wanted to own something, but they didn't understand the entrepreneurial side, the mindset of it. And I certainly did. I, I didn't when I started. I didn't, but I had parents that were entrepreneurs. So I got to witness oh. some mm. of that in my home life, yeah. enough to understand enough about it. Uh, but that was one of the things that frustrated me was that I could teach somebody how to do a business. I could teach them how to cold call. I could teach them how to do scripts. I could teach them how to do follow through on a C we didn't have CRMs back then, but we had systems. Right. I could teach all those things, but I could not get that through to them if they didn't have the right headspace to be an entrepreneur, because no matter how the scripts worked or the, any of that, it, they couldn't weather the ups and the downs that come with owning the business. Yeah. And so I, I think that is huge. Yeah, and it, it really is. And, and, and Brianna, since you're a Gerber fan, uh, I would recommend you to get a, bo uh, a book of his called Beyond the E-Myth. Mm. And that uh, that is a new book in Rob's library. So if you come visit, you'll be able to have an opportunity to maybe to select yeah. that one. Uh, but the Beyond the E-Myth then takes that next step where you're, you're preparing your business to, to be sold. Yeah, oh, that's very good. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for sharing okay. all yeah. that. It's good. So I'm going to have to check that book out too. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard that one yet. So good stuff. Lots of good stuff there, Rob. Thank you. I had another question and then I just lost it. It went, mm. it went, it went poof out. You have one? Well, we could. I love this question. Go for what it. advice you would give yes, to your younger go. self? What would I give to my younger self? Mm. Yeah, what advice? I think, uh, without hesitation, uh, the answer is go find yourself a mentor. Mm. As soon as you get out of college, go find... I, I haven't had a mentor uh, in my career, and I've done it the, the, the stupid way, the hard way. Uh, and that's why, I've, you know, it's taken me a long, long time to get where I'm at. And it's because I did not have a mentor. Uh, and so, yes, I, I, right now I'm mentoring a couple of, of young... Uh, I take on interns through my program. Yeah. And then uh, two of them that uh, left me a year ago, and I'm very proud to say they both got fortune uh, sales jobs at Fortune 500 companies. Wow. Uh, and then I'm mentoring them right now and helping them. And I, that was the whole thing of get a mentor. Yeah. And I think that would apply even, yeah, now as somebody starting a business, basically get a mentor. I think that's so important in everything. It's like the, the guests that the one of the guests we had on earlier that was talking about not reinventing the wheel mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes we, we play stubborn. We have to feel like we got it. We don't need that help. We are going to go out and we're going to do something. We're just going to change everything up. And then we had this saying in one of the companies that we'd always say, kiss, you know, keep it simple, sister, or something like that. And just keep it simple, basically. Right. You know, you don't need to reinvent everything. Get somebody that knows what they're doing. Find them. I would say, like, if you're going to go run a marathon, who are you going to ask about the marathon, are you gonna just? Are you gonna go try to do it by yourself? Mm. Are you gonna go talk to somebody who has never ran a marathon? Are you gonna go find somebody that that did it and completed it, like mm -hmm. successfully went through it? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, no. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think some people also are. I don't want to say ashamed, but they're 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 proud. Mm -hmm. They yeah. feel like yeah. if I need to go ask for help or find a mentor to show me the ropes, and that means I'm either not competent enough or I don't know enough, or maybe they're going to think I'm... Or you um, just got, you just like me, I just want a good one. I just want yeah. somebody who really has walked the talk. Like they got yeah. it, you know? Some people just don't want to ask <laughs> yeah. for help. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, people are embarrassed and, yeah. and so on. But I think one, one, one thing you, uh, that I want to just put out there is the fact that when you get a bunch of old guys like me, is that we want to help yeah. young people. You know? Sure, sure. And, and that's what, that's what again, like I say, I'm in my fourth quarter. 
I want to give back. I don't want people to go through what I went through. Right, you know, right. I didn't graduate from college, but I graduated from the University of Hard Knocks. Yes. You know, you, and... Hey, I, you learn a lot yeah. in that, Rob. You <laughs> yeah. can learn a lot. I know. I learned a lot. <laughs> That's and right. It, it takes you too long, Jennifer. Yeah. It just takes you too long yeah. to do that. So, yeah. yes, get a mentor. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, you know, the thing is we all, everybody has to learn on, I'm, I'm stubborn, so I can appreciate that because I think everybody has to learn on their time mm -hmm. because yeah. people are not ready to receive until they're ready to receive. Right. right. Like, you know, yes. I had mentors for like, I've had mentors like my entire career and there have been some that have come into my world that I've just been like, it's gone in one ear and out the other. And then another one's coming and I've been at that moment, I was ready to receive and it was like, it landed at the right yeah, well, it's like yeah. that. What's what's that famous quote where they say, uh, "When the student is ready, the teacher will appear." Yes, yes, or something like that. Right. I, I think I think it's so so true. I think that's our human nature is that we just you know it's up to yes up to us. Good stuff. There's a lot yeah. of good stuff, Rob. Absolutely. Good thing. So, that. should we do some fun? That would be some great. Some fun questions. Idea. Not that these weren't; these were all good. You offered a lot of good stuff, and <laughs> yes, people need to check you. out this this resource that you have about networking and. Be looking forward to this online course that you're going to be creating. I think will be fun. Mm -hmm. You guys are great. I'm still trying to figure out my online course. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mentor for that. I actually do have, I'm working with an accelerator right now right. on that. And he's good. He's a lot of money and he's really good, but I'm still not ready to do that. I'm still not ready to put that thing together yet. So anyways, you want to start this off? Absolutely. Okay. This is our rapid fire uh, right. phase of the podcast. It's supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be Okay. Fast. It's not always it fast. fast. I'm like... <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we just suck at the fast. Know, All right. <laughs> so we're going to attempt yes. quick answers, rapid fire. Okay. Okay. So the first question is, I'd like to know what the first concert you attended was. <laughs> first concert, that would be Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, uh, uh, the well, Green-Eyed Lady, Lovely Lady. What was the name of that group? Um, I know what, she, what he's talking about. lady, know, lovely okay. lady. I can't think, but yeah, it's the late you know, 60s. Do you know oh, it? Right. Chloe's going to figure it out. Get back to us, Chloe. What is it? He's late gonna, 60s. You said Saskatchewan. I like that. <laughs> I got a friend from Saskatchewan. That's All right, so cool. That's fun. All right. Because you have a library and you have lots of books and you were spinning off all kinds of quotas, quotes at his favorite book all time. Ooh, good question. Man. He's going to have too many. I know. Like, yeah, you know, I, and that's that's my answer. It's too many. I've got, uh, you know, a, a top, it was a top 10. Now it's a top 20 because I buy about uh, 25 to 30 books a month. Wow. And so, and then there's always one or two great yes. ones there. Yeah. And so every month, then all of a sudden, boom, it blows me away. But you know, just if I can just reel off a few here, you know, start with why is awesome. One of my favorite networking books is Never Eat Alone. Mm. Uh, Think and Grow Rich yeah. was the no. first book that got me onto my journey mm. about reading. I wasn't really much of a reader when I was yeah. probably 21, 22 when I picked that book up and boom, that kind of changed my life. Is that Napoleon? Napoleon Hill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's a great one. Uh, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits. That's is one that of my favorites. Another great yes, one. That's uh, one of my there. favorites. So yeah, just a lot of a lot of great books. I talk about that. They hear me talk about that one a yes. lot. Stephen, yes. Okay, favorite type of food? Oh, mm. Great question. Uh, I love, I'm a foodie. So I mean, I love sushi. I love steak. I love... Great. I love Snuffers cheese fries. Oh, uh, I do too. Um, do you dip them in ranch? Oh yes. Yum, oh, absolutely. Yum, yes. Yum, yes. Yum, yes. Yum. yes. Lots of lots of yeah. When I order the cheese fries, I say bring me extra ranch. Uh, but yeah, I love mm. I love food. I mean, everything. I, I don't like lima beans though. 
I don't like lima beans either. <laughs> <laughs> those are I don't like lima or beans. pinto beans. I don't like those either. Now that's talking about beans. You, okay. You like refried beans? I do. Re- but refried the, beans or pinto beans? Well, no, I no, I, I didn't mean pinto. I meant um the, the black. I meant black eyed. Peas. Black eyed oh, peas. Yes. Sorry, I do like yeah, pinto beans. But I don't like all right refried beans either. Don't buy the fat free in a can. My kids <laughs> like those. Those are awful. They know. need like lard or something. They're, I'm like, do not give me fat free. Put some chorizo in, in a, a <laughs> in, in a can. All right. Favorite destination spot. Uh, probably. Uh, we, we, you know, we go to Canada just about every every summer. But we haven't for two years because sure. of, you know because of COVID. But we go north of. Uh, Toronto, where there's all these little cute little cottages and I call Hallmark time mm. towns. I'm a big uh, Hallmark fan where I, okay. uh, I, I've i watched like over 300 Christmas wow. Hallmark Christmas movies. You're good. Um, you are good, Rob. That is we, good. We, we celebrate uh, in our office. We, you know, when, when Hallmark does the Christmas in July, we, we have our whole office decorated for oh, Christmas fun. the whole month. So yeah, so we did this year for the or last year for the first time. So this year we're going to kind of promote it to our networkers yeah. and have Christmas parties. And I bake my famous shortbread cookies and yeah, we have a, we have a fun time. We need to go to his. I'm coming. Yeah, we <laughs> need, invite <laughs> us when this is happening. I love to bake at the holidays. Yeah. So it's perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she can show up with her little Christmas hat and everything. Yeah, that's right. We wear our ugly sweaters and everything. See? Yeah, oh, that's so funny. funny. And okay. we play Hallmark movies, I Christmas have, movies. I'm going to do the final question. And this is a question we haven't asked in a while. So I'm kind of excited to ask it. If you could be any superhero oh. or character for the day, which one would you be? Ooh. This is a good well, one for him. That's a tough one. Um, superhero, since I don't watch all that or stuff. Or character. Or character. Like animated character. Okay, animated character. Character. Wow. Well, you know, I guess, uh, I think I'm going to go with Superman. Because Clark Kent was kind of a conservative kind of guy as, as a real person, and that's kind of the way I am. But mm-hmm. he loved to help people, mm. and that's kind of my passion is is, is helping that's people. That's good. So. We've not asked that one in a long time. I know. You are you're a good play for that one. Well <laughs> done. We don't ask that one to everybody because yeah. sometimes it's like we start. That was that was just a good. That was a good one today. Thanks. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, Rob. You've been fun. This has been super fun. Yes. Thanks for coming into studio (laughs) today. So if our listeners want to learn a little bit about more about Smart Office and Purple Cow branding, where do we want to send them? We want to send them to smartofficeusa.com and then purplecowbranding.com. Okay. Perfect. We'll make sure when this gets ready to go out too that we have those web addresses in there so they oh, know super, where to go. Super. So we'll get it all connected in Absolutely. the right space. This has been great. Thanks you so much for inviting me yeah. on your show. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We want to say to our listeners, of course, if you enjoy our podcast, please be sure you give us a rating both on iTunes and Facebook because we can't do this without you and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That's right. And we're going to leave you with one final thought before we say goodbye for the day. Amateurs or amateurs. Amateurs sit and wait for inspiration. The rest of us just get up and go to work. And that's from Stephen King. That's right. Just get up and go to work. Go to work. That's right. All right. To live the extraordinary, you must start. And every start begins with a decision. You guys take care, be safe, and be kind to one another. We will see you next time.